This is the Toddcast Podcast. I'm a guy named Todd. And I'm a guy named Aaron. Join in our conversation as we discuss anything and everything. Pointless debates, music, Star Wars, nerd culture, and so much more. There are no scripts, no show notes, commuters, sit back and enjoy the ride. The Toddcast Podcast starts now. Hello and welcome to the Toddcast. Recording semi-live from room six. Eric, how is Wheeling? Wheeling's fine, Todd. You know, uh, and and the fun thing today is, I mean, we know what kind of topic we're we're going after. We've discussed it and so forth. And I and I'm joy it's I'm joyful to say or ask, Todd, tell me about the legend of Zelda. <laughs> Excellent. So it's a, a very popular series of video games on the Nintendo platform. Eric been around since the beginning. The original Legend of Zelda was was very good times. It uh, had a very distinctive gold cartridge. Um, I do remember so, that. Yeah, so you felt extra fancy when you blew into the end of it to to make the damn thing actually work. Uh, gold <laughs> harmonica. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And uh, I doubt it was the first, but it was probably the first that I encountered of a game that you could actually save. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, prior to that, like most games, like you, you put in the cartridge, you played it. Once you hit power or reset or took that cartridge out, you're done. You, you're starting from the beginning again. Uh, whereas Zelda actually had a save, save yeah, feature, which, which, was, which was fantastic and very, very fun to me. I used to play a bunch of Castlevania. I believe it was Castlevania yes. 2. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it didn't have a save feature, but it had like a passcode thing. Correct. Where like you could write down a little passcode and enter that in last time and pick up pretty much from where you left off, which was pretty cool. But Zelda, you could just flat out save. Which, which, which I think they had a gold, or at least the games that I played that had save function, they had like a gold sticker on the back of them. Yeah. Now in this case, since the whole thing was gold, maybe that was the tipping point. <laughs> yeah, that's where. Yeah. Yeah, but I think yeah. It, I think it's because the cartridges actually had little batteries in them to retain the information or something like that. that. And I I feel like the gold sticker had something to do with, like, had some special instructions like, hey, make sure you, you know, actually turn your stuff off so that it retains its memory. Like, I guess if you just pop the cartridge out while power was on, it would somehow screw that up, which who did that anyway? Like, Uh, you monster? Like, yeah. even if you did that and put a new one in, you'd still have to hit reset for it to work anyway. So, Correct. I don't know. What kind of crazy um, person are you? I, I Monsters. Beasts. All right. So, so we got – so where did you start playing Zelda? I, I mean, so I know of Zelda. I have friends that, you know, talk big <laughs> game of Zelda and so forth. But I've never played and, – and, I mean – you see it around pop culture all over the place. Oh, yeah. But we, yeah. But when it came out, we didn't have a Nintendo until years later. So did oh, you yeah. play it at our house? How did, how did that work? It's it's funny you ask that because this also relates to this keys directly into the save feature. Uh, first time I ever played Zelda was at my friend Ray's house, which now that I think about it, Eric, eventually did become our house. The house we had you guys lived in on Hanover used okay. to be my friend Ray's house. Oh, great. Like, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> okay. When I went over there and he, he, you know, playing Zelda and me, me and him and a couple other guys were just hanging out. And back in the day, it was, it was, it was kind of like the kids nowadays hop on YouTube and watch other people play Minecraft. And that just yeah. boggles my mind. Sure. 
Sure. We basically used to do that, except we'd do it in real time in person. Like I, we'd go over and one of us would play Zelda and the other two would just kind of hang out and watch and whatever. And every now and then we'd switch off. Um, but he played it there. And there was one point where the fellows went to go do something and I was left in his room to my own devices. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to play Zelda. And I didn't know anything. It's the first time I ever touched it. Sure. And something in like the the load screen, like the wording was just slightly off so that it wasn't super obvious that it was load or and like there was a delete function, but it wasn't called delete. Oh. I think it was like remove. OK, and I'm fancy. like, well, I, I don't want to do this. So I accidentally deleted dude save game and he was really oh. far in like he was super pissed, which is fair. Yeah. Um, but I played a little then, and then I didn't play it again until the 2000s, early 2000s. Oh, so, but uh, you played different versions at that time, right? No, no, no. It was the you original the Legend original? of Zelda. I feel, okay, I feel what like did you do? Was, Get it on the Wii? I, I feel like it was downloadable content on the Wii. You're 100% right. And then I didn't touch Zelda again until recently, and I know damn well that when you say, tell me about Zelda, you're talking about the modern iteration in the form of breath of the wild and or the newly released well that's Here's what's the going around that's that's the that's right, the biggest right. craze and it is by far the best i mean i dare say in my opinion that those two games are possibly the best video games i've ever played like it's it's phenomenal it's it, there's a reason for the hype and it's in okay. my opinion completely you're gonna have to explain this and you're i gonna have to I explain have... this all to me because well, that, that is I, the basis of this episode, Eric. So, yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Well, so it's been around for quite some time. What, yeah. it, has the premise been the same or what is the premise of these video games? Like, what are you doing? I, from what I understand, it's like an explore where you like explore the worlds. Uh, but I'm assuming like make some comparisons for me on like what it's. Is there any game that I would know that's similar in terms of how you play? It's not like a Mario. No, I mean, I mean, the original was a very, was, you know, eight bit top down view. You run around the countryside, you know, killing monsters, getting, getting rupees, which is the the coin of the realm. You find and buy new, better weapons and armor and whatever. And I guess the main character is Link, not Zelda. Zelda is the princess that you're, you're trying to rescue or do something for. And I'll also say, Eric. The original Legend of Zelda, I couldn't tell you what the plot of that was. It was an 8-bit game. You ran around, you killed things. You know what I mean? You got better, you eventually got more hearts sure. and better weapons and whatever. Like, I don't know. And I don't think I ever beat that one. I don't think I ever got that. Like, I played a good long while and then lost interest or found some other shiny thing. I never actually beat the original Legend of Zelda. And there were a ton of Zelda games between that one and Breath of the Wild which I know nothing about because I never played any of them. <laughs> I'll just, just cards okay. on the table on that one. Breath of the Wild is something that Abby got me hooked on. And I believe she got hooked on it by virtue of her her brothers. Both of her brothers are, are big video game folks. Shout out to okay. Zach and Nate. Hi, fellas. So Abby got a Switch, and she, she's you know, playing a variety of games. One of them was Breath of the Wild. And it's one of those games that once you start playing, it kind of consumes your every free moment sort of a thing <laughs> okay uh, which is fun but you know yeah there have been mornings i've 
you know, we finished talking and I'll go upstairs and get my coffee. And there's, you know, about an hour or so between when we stop talking and I've got to clock in for work. I'm not going to pretend that there haven't been numerous times where I've been sitting upstairs in my, my, my lazy boy playing one of these Zelda games and look down. Oh shit. It's nine 15. Um, and have to hustle down to my computer. It's, it's very immersive. And I guess the basis of it is, is you are, you are Link, you're running around. I mean, you're running or still running around the countryside, killing monsters, getting their loot, trying to, you know, get better armor and weapons and, and so forth. The premise of Breath of the Wild is that this, you know, the big bad um, Ganon has, you know, taken over the world and he's, you know, caused these this he- calamity. He's is he he's, like a goblin or something like what what are we so what are we fighting here because it it seems like it's a fantasy world oh it's hundred percent fantasy world like so yeah, I mean yeah. we have a queen or whatever that's that's Zelda the prince and, yeah, princess Zelda yeah and and, and Link, Link is what a, Link is a, her, a her elf? swordsman he's a Hylian which is like the the race of people in like like it's fantasy but it doesn't go with the typical humans elves dwarves gnomes sort of a thing the the main predominant group in there are Hylians, which have pointy ears, so they're kind of elf-like, but I'd say that's probably where the similarities end. They're they're basically humans okay. with pointy ears. Um, okay, which, which a, to me is an elf. Right. <laughs> well, and that's fair. That's fair. To the layperson, a pointy-eared human is an elf. You're, you're, you know, Spock is an elf to you. I get it. Uh, Pretty much. <laughs> All good. Um, there's a, a group of uh, sort of stout folks um, that are, are Gorons. Dwarves. They, dwarves. They're, they're, <laughs> they're basically the dwarf analog. They, they don't necessarily have the beards, but they do mine, and they live okay. on, at the base of this volcano, so they're, like, associated with, like, fire powers. Um, there's a group okay. of fish people called the... Uh, um, mermaids. Called the Zora, which, I mean... <laughs> well, I mean... Whereas mermaids are like half human and half fish, these are like humanoids that are fishy. Like they've got like okay. webbed webbing between their arms and their tort like okay. you know, whatever. Sure, um, I get it. There's a group of bird people called Rito. Um, uh, do I have anything for bird people? I'm not uh, sure if I have anything the, for bird people. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's, there's not a big analog for that. And then there's a group of folks called Gerudo, which in the game, all you see are the ladies. Like, they've got a very um, matriarchal society. And, like, the main city that you go to in Gerudo Town, like, they don't let men in. Like, there's a okay. point in the game where you, as Link, who is a dude, a highly endued, like, one of your missions is to go and get women's clothing so that you can sneak into Gerudo Town, uh, which is fun. Well, that sounds fun. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, no, it's good. Um, but basically, there this this Calamity Ganon has taken over. And, like, you start the game, you've woken up from some, like, hundred-year slumber. Like, there was some uprising that really fucked up the world. Okay. And you, you, All right. You and Zelda were fighting them, and you things went sideways and you nearly died so they put you in this like stasis for a hundred years and zelda's spirit is holding back the darkness of calamity ganon and you wake up and like your whole thing is to go and they're like four four of ganon's like lieutenants let's say who've taken over the four areas which correspond to 
the bird people, the dwarf analogs, the ladies, and the uh, the fish folk. So you go and you beat those bosses, and eventually you have to beat Calamity Ganon, and, and hooray, that's the game. But in the meantime, the the biggest draw to this is yeah, what it's an it's an open world game, meaning you you start off on this you know basic effectively an island. And as you run around, they like it's there's not really a tutorial. You run around and as you encounter new things, they're like, hey, here's how you do this. You know, so you start off on this island to kind of learn things. But once you hit a certain point, pretty much the whole world is open. You can go anywhere and do pretty much anything. Like, so there's okay. a lot of exploring and just running around and finding out oh, what's around this hill. What's down here? What's whatever. And like you have to go find these towers to like unlock the map like you you can hit a button and see like an overland map of you know the whole continent but you can only see the portions where you visited these towers and it gives you a chunk of the map so you spend a fair bit of time just trying to find these towers so you can get a complete map and then once you get a complete map you're looking oh i haven't been here this looks interesting let's go there like i would say for me personally playing breath of the wild which was came out in like 2017 and I just started playing it last year. Like it's okay. it's it's that good. It's been around for that long and is held up that that well. To me, that's telling. I think you'd probably be hard pressed to find another game in 2017 that is still just as exciting and fantastic in 2023. You know what I mean? Like I'm yeah, like I'm NCAA sure you, I'm, 2014. I was gonna say I'm sure you could pick up a Madden and have fond thoughts no. about it. Whatever. No, no, like, no, you no. Know. Teasing, him. Um, teasing. <laughs> 100 um, no no i get you but i would say my play experience is probably for any given segment of time playing is maybe 30 percent actually working towards the main story probably another 30 percent of my time is doing various side quests and the rest of the time is just wandering around the effing map just checking stuff out randomly you know fighting things you come across and just exploring like it's it's and the, the graphics are, are breathtaking. Like you have this thing called a paraglider. So if like you're up on top of a tall mountain or a building, you can jump off and it's kind of like a parachute, but it's also okay. a glider. So you can glide from one area to another. There are some places, man, where you're so high up on the map and you like look over the edge and like, you know, that feeling you get in your chest where it kind of tightens up. It's not really vertigo, but like, if you're like on, like, let's say you're on in a, in a, tall skyscraper and you look out the window and realize oh fuck i really am pretty high up there that tightness in your chest do you know what i'm talking about yeah 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 this this game would give me that at times where you like walk along and like look over the edge like oh fuck we're super high yeah, like, i don't like that it's not it's, a fan well that's fair but it's gives credit to the the quality of the the graphics and the gameplay for it so and i've beaten breath of the wild like beat all the bosses like to the po and it's like one of those things where like i beat the game but still wanted to play so i went back and completed every side quest that there was i went through and find found every piece of armor that there is and there's a mechanic in there where you can go to see these fairies and you know give them stuff and they will upgrade your armor so i found every piece of armor in the game upgraded to the maximum level like there is almost nothing left to do in this game because i played that one right up to the point to where they dropped tears of the kingdom which is the sequel that's the one that's out now it just came out in mm -hmm. was it may i want to say 
and it's very similar. Like it's the same world. It's the same basic platform. Like it, it is very much a sequel. Plot line's a little different, but you're still doing this. It, it feels like an extension of Breath of the Wild, and it's it's amazingly fantastic. And I'll I'll pause to let you ask a question or because I've been just well, no. rambling in, in indefinitely for for a while now. Well, this is the this is the podcast made for the Zelda fans, so that's that's what we need you to do is is gush over it because I'm sure everyone is is there. So what is like yeah. the the fighting aspect of it? Like, do you like if you have to fight somebody? Like, how's the sequence work? Like, do you just go up to somebody and it's a matter of you know hit AA or or like hit oh, yeah, a button? It's, it's it's real well, and that's that's a valid question because in a lot of you know fantasy games, they kind of take their their cues from role playing to where okay, you go into a combat setting, and it turns into like a turn based situation where you say I'm going to attack, and then it does it. This is this is real time. Like you you walk up to a thing and you hit X to swing your sword. You okay. Can, you can hold a button and hold up your shield, and you can hit a different button and sort of you know deflect things, parry with your shield, and you can jump and like you. It's real time combat. Like you're you're running around fighting the thing. No, I I get you. That's that was the the question because sometimes I, what was it like Pokemon was kind of like turn based, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and there's is... a lot of fantasy games where that is the case. Zelda is is not at least this version. These versions of it that I've played are not like that. It's you run up to the thing and you've got to hit the buttons and whack on the dude until he dies, you, and then you get. Do his you stuff. have to? Um, <laughs> do you have to with these? Do you have to like uh, solve puzzles or riddles? Like is there's. It... Yes, and frankly, that is probably one of the bigger draws to it for me. There are, pla- there are these things called shrines. They're scattered all over the place. I feel like in Breath of the Wild, there were like 130 of them. There's a bunch of them. But you go into these okay. little shrines, and each of them is basically a puzzle of some sort. You need to arrange these objects in a certain way. You need to you know, use your environment to get from point A to point B. It's kind of hard to describe without you having played the game or having some sort of visual piece, but basically they're, they're little puzzles. They're little brain teasers that you've got to, to beat. And when you beat one of those, you get this little orb thing. And for every four orbs, you can trade those in at these goddess statues for an extra heart container or an extra stamina wheel. So the heart containers obviously are how many hits you can take. They're basically hit points. Uh, The stamina wheels, like as your dudes running, like as you're climbing things or swimming, there's a like stamina clock that the more more you exert, the quicker it depletes. And when you run out of stamina, if you're on the side of a mountain, guess what? You're falling. If you're you know swimming you know in a, in a stream and you run out of stamina, your ass is drowning. Uh, so okay. there's an advantage to increasing that because you can go further. I mean, frankly, I kind of prioritize the the stamina piece because one of my tactics in playing the game is all right. Go to the top, to find a mountain, climb to the top of it, check it out, and then paraglide down to wherever it is you want to go. Like, that's basically my mode of travel. Okay. So you need a lot of stamina to get to the top of the mountain. There's also a crafting aspect. To, see, that's the thing. Zelda, it's got a bunch of parts that kind of can appeal to anyone. Like, if you're into just fighting, you can go in and fight. Well, um, that's what it sounds like. Abby's, right? yeah. Abby's, Abby's move is to sneak around because you can you can be stealthy and just skirt around like most of the monsters you don't have to fight them if you don't want to like the bosses you do but for the most part you can complete a lot of this stuff and if there's monsters in your way you just sneak around them and it's fine 
Um, if you're into puzzles, the shrines are there for the people who like, you know, brain teasers. Um, there are folks who like to, to build things, to craft things. And in the game, you can collect, you know, fruits and vegetables and various monster parts and all this stuff. And they're like p cooking pots you go up to and you grab various things out of your inventory and throw them into the pot. And it'll create like a food or an elixir or if you combine stuff that makes no sense to go together, what they call dubious food. And for a bunch, for, you know, a whole bunch of different effects. Like you, if you cook this thing, it makes your attack power better. If you cook this other thing, it makes you better defense. This, this particular recipe will make you more stealthy. Um, these ones will heal you. Like this will give you an extra stat more stamina. Like, so if you're into that kind of a thing, they got you covered. Yeah. Um, if, if you're into just ex exploration, it's got that and then some. Because you can just wander sounds, around. It sounds and like so, there's lots of lots of hours you can put in. It's not a game oh, that you're going to beat right away. So it's a nice no, challenge for people. No. Oh, yeah. It's It's got, yeah, you're going to get your money's worth out of it for sure. Well, and so Breath of the Wild, like I said, I played, I beat, you know, I ended up, you know, getting the map of the whole continent and going to everywhere. And, and that's been great. Tears of the Kingdom, the new release, like I said, it, it basically has the same map. There's some features that have changed due to, you know, the storyline. Um, but part of the storyline is there's this thing called the upheaval, where, like, okay. these islands in the sky show up, and, like, Hyrule Castle is now floating in the air above where it was. Um, and so there's, like, a even more of a th third dimension to the thing. Because you can go up to these islands and sort of parasail between them and that kind of a thing. And there's also another layer called the depths, where if you find these holes in the ground, you go down. So the map has basically tripled in size. There's the the map that you are familiar with from Breath of the Breath of the Wild. And then there's a whole aerial map and a whole underground map that have been added. So like the exploration side of it has like literally tripled in size which is pretty fantastic now is there like an online play where you can like play with others or is this solo you're by yourself it's old it's style? it's it's solo old school style i mean yeah no there's no teaming up with your buddies or online piece of it which there's no two-player mode no no which i'm fine wow. with because i'm not yeah. i like playing board games and role-playing games with real people in real life Playing online people has just never been my jam. I don't know why. I think it's it's probably because I that wasn't an option growing up. <laughs> sure. Like, best case scenario, you had a two-player version for your buddy who's sitting there with you, and that's fine. But, like, the whole online play thing, that's that just missed me. Like, I just missed my yeah. window to get into that. Um, yeah. I, pl I played a little StarCraft back, back in the day. Blizzard Entertainment had StarCraft, and I played played that with some folks. But beyond that, I never really did much of a multiplayer situation. Well, that's uh, yeah, I, I couldn't couldn't really tell. I mean, it seems like you should. This is the type of game you could play with other people. But I mean, if I there was it. an interface for it, I could see how you could get some people together and go, you know, raid this, you know, particular area. Where I could see where it'd be advantageous to have extra people wailing on <laughs> the enemies. Yeah, it's a solo thing, and especially because so much of it is just exploration and solving puzzles. I kind of feel like if you had two people, like you'd start off in the same place, but one of you would see something off in the distance and go that way, and the other person would go a different Like, Like I said, most of the time playing this game, like I'll be like, okay, I need to, in the new game, in Tears of the Kingdom, 
I have not yet unlocked any of the fairies. So there are these fairies that you can go to, and they will, like I said, upgrade your armor. Right. I haven't done that yet, and all my armor that I have right now is pretty weak, and so I'm taking a lot of damage. So I'm like, all right, I gotta find these find these fairies so that I can do that, and I'll head off in the direction of where I think there's a fairy, and then I'll see a shrine in the distance, and so I'll divert from that mission to go head towards this shrine. And as you head to that shrine, oh, here's some monsters you got to fight. And you fight the monsters, and they give you a piece of gear that leads you off in a different direction. And then you end up, oh, I'm next to this town. I might as well go into this town and resupply. Okay. Shoot. What was I doing? And that's how I played this game. <laughs> like, that's, yeah. There's, I feel, there's feel, all yeah. sorts of goals and missions and things to do. But, man, keeping on, ta- keeping on task is, is, is tricky because there's just so much to do. <laughs> um, it's, it's like real life, Todd. That's it the is. beauty of well, it all. Well, in the, the, one of the big things about the newest game, Tears of the Kingdom, and people will crucify me if I don't, don't discuss this. Your character has an ability called Ultra Hand. Don't, it, too difficult for me to explain what that is, but basically fine. you can build things in the game. You come across boards and wheels and various devices that you can then manipulate and fuse together. Okay. To cre- like, so like you'll come across some wheels and like this, this, this chassis and like you can put it together to make it into a car or like there are these little, little wing looking things that you can attach fans to and a control stick and basically make yourself a little airplane. Right. There's all sorts of weapon like and there's a ton of these things that you can find and you can put them together however you want. And sometimes it'll be something awesome. Sometimes like, well, that didn't fucking work. <laughs> you know, if you if you see any of the the things online, you'll see people making all this crazy stuff out of these components in game. Like people have created like full on mech suits that like shoot flames and and whatever people made cages that you can capture these these electrical beasts in and they zap every so often and it like self-powers the vehicle like it's it's it really allows for a lot of creativity and just wild stuff and there's plenty of times where it's like oh i just found a pile of stuff let me build a thing and it's like playing with legos digitally Okay. Except, except those Legos can also, you know, shoot fire to help you kill your enemies or get you from point A to point B through this, you know, kick-ass 17-wheeled ATV you just built. Like, it's wild. No, it sounds like there's a, a ton of different gameplays and, and kind of a uh, kind of allows for lots of different players to enjoy the game, hence why it seems, you know, yeah. so popular. And... uh you know, it's lasted this long. Now, here's here's a couple of my questions. So, I did see that they had a cartoon at one point in time in eight, in 1989. It, were were you influenced by the cartoon whatsoever, or have you seen the cartoon? I didn't know that the cartoon existed until fairly recently. I was online looking at stuff to about the game because that's the other thing. Like this game dropped. And like almost immediately, everybody started playing it. And there are websites that like will tell you, okay, you've you got to this shrine, you can't figure out this puzzle. Here's how mm-hmm. to do it. Like sure. there walk like within days, there were like the whole the whole game, there were walkthroughs for because people just ate it up. And I was probably looking like I was probably oh, I can't figure out where this thing is. Let me look that up. And happened across an article that referenced some Zelda cartoon, like you said, from the late 80s, early 90s. Like, huh, I didn't know that existed. Okay, 
<laughs> so, so no influence whatsoever, Eric. Okay. Well, question. All right. So has there been any popular movies? I mean, Zelda seems like it's been around, but it's it's not. I don't think it's been nearly as exploited as like a Mario. Where I, I you mean, well, here's granted. the thing. Like like Mario has become sort of the face of Nintendo, right? Sure. Kind of like Sonic was the face of of, of Sega. Yeah. The sales numbers and popularity of Zelda have gotten some people saying, mm, I kind of think Link is the new face of Nintendo because he's selling a bunch of stuff. Like, I think he just kind of ran under the radar. I think a lot of the previous Zelda games were a little more niche and, like, definitely appealed to, frankly, guys like me who like role-playing games, who like fantasy I was going to say, it seemed like very role-playing game. Who, who like the kill the monster, take their loot, get powerful, lather, rinse, repeat sort of a thing. Sure, yeah. And I think they've been more straightforwardly along that line and therefore don't necessarily have the same sort of mass appeal as Mario or Donkey Kong or Mario Kart or, you know what I mean, some of those more fun, just family friendly anyone can play this it's not it's not real intense you know it's just a good time game and i think because the new zeldas do appeal to so many different aspects of gaming across the spectrum like i said if you're into puzzles they got you covered if you're into building shit they got you covered if you like just wrecking face with your sword we got you covered i think that's made it way more popular i don't think there's been any other sort of TV or movie things, Zelda-based. Like I said, I didn't even know about the cartoon, but it wouldn't surprise yeah. me if, given the success of Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, if some executive somewhere isn't, as we mm-hmm. speak, pitching the Zelda movie or whatever. Like, that would not Almost feel like that's going to happen, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, up until this point, I think this latest release, which I don't know when the last movie or the last game came out. I must not have been on my radar, but there was enough people on my feed talking about playing it and might have just been all you guys might have been (laughs) it's it's possible i mean i mean you gotta you gotta figure i play abby plays um does hunter does is hunter have i do not has he caught the zelda bug yeah no not yet but i can see that happening everybody in your D &D group is is all just consumed with zelda well, like yeah it doesn't surprise me that you've heard a whole lot about it even though and that never that was it, it i think it. i think what <laughs> happened was the D group the day it came out you guys all started talking about it for probably 15 minutes and i just kind of said well i'm not joining in on this because i have no idea what's going on here <laughs> um so it yeah. could be you know it could be inflated because of the crew that I ran with were really yeah. excited or there's a lot, but I do see it more frequently than I ever have before. And I was just like, all right, what's the deal here with this? Uh, you know, what's, what, what is the deal with Zelda? And I think you've done a decent job uh, explaining to me what, what it is without me having to play it. Right. You know, I, th- I think that is, <laughs> yeah. that would yeah. be the, the case of like, all right, if I really want to understand it, I will have to play the game or at least try it out and see what the, the buzz is. But I think that you did a fair job saying hey this is this is what we got so i'm sure the diehards who listen to this are yelling at their phones as they do because i'm sure i've forgot i've there's so much going on in these games that i guarantee i've forgotten stuff that two minutes after we start we stop (laughs) recording i'm gonna be like damn i should have mentioned blah 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 but you know what all right nintendo is not paying i'm for so yeah (laughs) you've got the best free review you're gonna get out of me Um, there you go (laughs) 
<laughs> and I feel that's... like I did fairly okay with it. So yeah, no, I cool. I understand more about it now, and I can uh, join in the conversation. Maybe yeah. it would, be, you know, well, if, if others mean, start if, talking. If you ever decide that you don't want to pursue any other hobbies for the foreseeable future and don't really need to talk to your family unless they are also Mm -hmm. playing go ahead and pick up one of the latest zelda titles eric because that's yeah i'm not right yeah yeah well because trouble for enough stuff right now so i don't know i'll I'll join in like i said abby got a switch and she started playing it and she's talking to me about it as she was because i wasn't i didn't have a switch i wasn't playing you know she's just, i'm like how's your game going oh yeah i'm doing this and here's this thing and like i'm like okay whatever this all sounds weird and then eventually she wanted to get another switch one of the ones that you could actually hook up to the tv and so i got her that yeah. uh, christmas birthday i forget what gift giving occasion it was but i got her that and so i inherited her old one and she's like, you got to play this game. And yeah, within like 20 minutes, I'm like, yep, this is my life now. And so <laughs> since since the new one dropped, like Abby and I will finish work and we'll go upstairs in, in the living room and hang out. And Trudy will cuddle up, you know, beside us and we will play Zelda <laughs> until it's about time to get ready, start doing dinner things. And we'll have dinner. We'll go out back and we'll have, we'll have a quick break and we'll come back in and we'll play Zelda <laughs> until, you know ate something and they're like okay let's go watch some tv when i get done talking to you right now i'm gonna go upstairs and i'm gonna play zelda like it is it is very addictive so uh, if you that, if that you want sounds. some of that get in on that action eric it's available no, thanks i um <laughs> i uh i'm trying to build a business here and i have a feeling that will yeah no uh, that'll cause some serious concerns yeah maybe that, in that, a, maybe in a couple of years we'll, we'll see what we can try out but no i go. appreciate that well thank you very much for uh pretty much giving me the warning uh not to yep. play the game unless i'm <laughs> planning on giving up on life so pretty pretty much so cool well rock on eric hopefully that helped thank you listeners hopefully i didn't butcher it too much for the hardcore fans and um until next time i hope y'all have a good one Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast Podcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas you'd like us to chat about, you can reach out on social. Search for Toddcast Podcast. Visit our website at toddcastpodcast.com with a single D in Todd. There you will find show notes, original articles, and a backlog of episodes. If you'd enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts are appreciated. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. Mm-hmm.